I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What would you say to young girls that are looking, you know, to. Mm. maybe have a future in AFL, what would you say? I would say do it. Do it. Um, (laughs) Welcome to The Best Bits with Alice and Lily. We'd like to recognise the traditional peoples of this continent whose land was stolen nearly 250 years ago. In particular, we at The Best Bits would like to to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast is being recorded today. And we extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited today. I feel like we just had such, um, we just interviewed our guests for today and I just love it. I'm so excited for people to hear this episode. I know. We can't wait. Ellie is one of my, she's my best mate. Yep. She's raised me from the womb and she's an absolute <laughs> rock star with everything in life. Yeah. Um, we'll go into it in a second, but I want to ask you, Lil, how was your week? Good. Actually, really, really good. Um, last weekend, uh, we went to the Oz Open and oh, I just loved it so much. Fun. So that kind of like set me up for a really good week. And I'm back on the road now traveling, so that's been really, really nice. Um, so, yeah, that's my best for the week. Definitely the best. best for the week was the Australian Open. I just thought that was oh. so fun. Like, I want to go every single year. Yeah. I think it was just the best. Yeah. Um, and then my worst for the week, it's actually really hard because I, I haven't had really a bad time this week, so that's kind of okay. nice. Um but I was a little bit hungover after the Oz Open. And, you know, we don't drink that much, but, you know, when you do, like, you feel it the next day. Mm. And I haven't felt hungover in a very long time. Mm. So that was just not fun. No. Yucky, yucky. So I think that's my worst. That's that's a pretty decent worst, though. Like, that's a fair enough worst. But, yeah, yeah, I love it. But fun. Like, you know. Fun. Best bits, yeah. worst bits, worst bits, the best bits. Absolutely. What's your? <laughs> tell me about your week. What's your my best and your worst? Um, Take me my through best it. Bits. To be fair, I did a photo shoot for my business um, this week, one of the days, and it was so fun. I did it with. This is a model. Um, no, I'm not. I did it with a, a uh, my friend. Um, uh, so with Vonnie Media, which is like a my friend's marketing company, and she's cool. so good. Yeah, absolute plug to her because she's the best ever, and her company is just insane. But Dean, the photographer, photos look amazing. Yeah, and they just came back this morning, and I'm I'm super stoked with them. Um, and it was just fun. Like I felt like it gave me a lot of motivation in my business and excitement again. Um, so that was my best bit, and then my worst bit. Oh, you best believe this. So everyone knows who's listened to this podcast how much bad luck I have with cars and. Oh, so the other day I was driving and we were at the traffic light 
and this person like went like so the person in front of me went to go but she like went to go and then she like stopped suddenly and I banged into the back of her oh, no. and she got out of the car her name was Rosaline and she's like oh, gosh why aren't you paying attention and I was like uh you literally stopped and I was going to go, like, anyway, it wasn't anyone's fault really, but technically it's my fault because I banged into the back of her. Yeah, so now right. I've got to pave the whole back of her car to get redone. What? It wasn't like I wasn't going fast, but her car was like, like my car's kind of big and hers was like yeah. small. So like it just crumpled the back of it. Oh, no. So that's going to be a hot mess. But, um, oh, yeah. That's the worst. And that feeling you get when you do that yeah so I I just think about it now I'm like of course that would happen to me like of course Mm. I would do that so that's my worst bit but you know what like I just think about these things and Ellie's even going to go into this in this podcast like Mm. if that's the worst that could happen that day that's pretty good like that's actually pretty decent for a worst bit so like yeah it sucks but like what can you do I can't do anything about it now I've just got to pay it and move move on Mm Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I think it's so fair enough that that is your worst, but yeah, perspective is always a great thing. And Ellie goes into that uh, so much in this episode, which is just so inspiring. Mm. Um, But speaking of inspiring, what is your quote? My quote. Yes. Oh, let me get it up. Um, Okay. Every, this is by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, I love her. She's babe. All right. Everything good I've ever gotten in my life, I only got because I gave something else up. And it's kind of a weird quote and it's not one that I usually would resonate with, but I also think it's incredibly true because if we, for example, like in order to get something, we have to give something else up. And that doesn't mean it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just what happens in life. And I guess it kind of really speaks to me because oftentimes I get in this space where I'm like, I want to do everything. And mm. I always feel like if I do one thing, I, I have to do the other thing too. And whatever that comes down to in terms of business or personal life or whatever. Mm. And sometimes we always look at this sort of grass is always greener and we go, Oh, I want to do this, but then I want to do this. And then we don't get anywhere because we want yep. to do everything. And unfortunately that's just not realistic. So sometimes, you know, things happen in life and you've got to kind of give up something else and it's just the way the world rolls and Mm -hmm. yeah I just feel like I I resonated with that a lot yeah 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 I think that's (laughs) I think that's it's sometimes like quotes just hit you right and then you could read it two days later and it's like no that doesn't resonate at all Mm. but yeah I 100% agree Mm. with that completely completely Mm. I love Elizabeth Gilbert she's She's amazing yeah she's so cool what's your quote my quote is from Maya Angelou and mm. it's, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget mm. what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Love. And yeah, I think just like reflecting on, you know, like the tricky time that I went through, you know, really recently in terms of like, you know, my mates and, you know, my family and everything, like. I'll probably forget like the things that, you know, you guys all said in terms of like your support and everything. But I think the biggest thing, like I'll never forget how you made me feel and like everyone made me feel so supported and, you know, I would get off a phone call with you and I just feel really good and get off a phone call with, you know, um, you know, other, other like other mates and, and, and my family and everything and, or just a text and, it's yeah, a hundred percent forget, you know, the words said, but mm. the way that all of my loved ones and my close, close friends that made me feel like I'll never forget that. And I yeah. think that's a really good lesson for all of us. Like it's so important, you know, the impact that we have on others and, and the way that we make others feel and yeah, they'll always remember that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I love that. With me. I mm. think that's beautiful, and mm. like that can be in a positive and a negative light as well. Hey, True. yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely, yeah, yep, hundred percent. Well, we better stop chatting because we've got a very important yes. podcast to provide you guys. Really? Um, Ellie's a legend. We'll put her stuff in the a show legend. notes, but we'll yep. um, we'll just get started because she's yeah, she's got some yep. wise words to say. That woman. 
Yep, she does. She's amazing. So enjoy Ellie Gavalis. Bye. 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 Melbourne's football star Ellie Gavalis is one of the biggest names in the AFLW. Ellie was in the top 10 draft pick for 2019 and is now going into her fifth season. But things haven't always been smooth sailing for Ellie, who last year was struck with a hamstring injury, missing a huge chunk of the season. Her ability to get through setbacks as an athlete and in her personal life is hugely inspiring and something that makes Ellie such a phenomenal human. Ellie, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, wow. I mean, Alice, I definitely don't think I'm the biggest name in AFLW, but... um, (laughs) You are the biggest name in my eyes. In your world, in your world, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, but yeah, pleasure to be here and um, yeah, really excited and yeah, love what you guys are doing with the podcast. So thanks for having me. Oh, it's our absolute pleasure. And we always start our episodes with uh, your best and your worst of the week, just for everyone to get to know you a little bit. So what was the best part of your week and what was the worst part? Okay. Um, probably the best part for me this week was um, I had a dinner with one of my one of my best friends. So my <laughs> oh, other best yeah. friend is Alice, so my other best friend, Liana. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, we just had a really chill night at her place um, and it was just nice. We hadn't seen each other in a few weeks. So um, good to just, yeah, catch up and and do that. So that was, yeah, definitely the best part. Lovely, lovely. And we should say that Alice and Ellie, uh, yes, very, very close. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of background on that, I guess. Yeah, Alice and I, we've been like best mates since we were three, I think. Oh, okay. (laughs) Five. That long. Three to five, yeah. Yeah. We're win buddies. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. I pretty much raised Alice. <laughs> <laughs> we say that Ellie raised me from the yeah. womb. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. and your worst bit? Uh, I reckon this week I just I've been going to bed too late. That's mm. I reckon that's the worst part for me. I've just I've been really tired every morning because I keep scrolling on my phone and then I'm mm. getting to sleep at like eleven thirty, so really oh, late, deadly. and then getting up. And what time I'm do you get it, up? So. Um, it depends, but maybe like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah seven yeah. o'clock. And for me, I'm like, I'd be much happier if I go to sleep at like 10, 10, 10 30 and then yeah. get up at around seven still. But yeah, I like my sleep. So I feel like I haven't had enough sleep this week. Sleep deprivation just gets you, hey. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. It's not, it's especially if I'm like you who is incredibly active all day yeah. pretty much. Yeah. More yeah. sleep. Not yeah. So I'm going to try and go to bed early tonight. Yay! Good on yeah. you. Maybe not as early as you, Alice. Yeah, I'm an eight thirty. I know. I text Alice at like yeah. eight sometimes, and she'll text me the next morning and be like, "Sorry, I was asleep." Yeah, and she'll text you at four a.m. being like, yes. "Sorry." <laughs> honestly, get a grip. Guys, no. you don't understand. I honestly went to bed at quarter to eight the other night. I was like, "This is this is living." Oh yeah. my god! I call sometimes. I call you at eight o'clock. I'm like, why am I even bothering? Like, yeah, you're definitely not going to answer. Like, what is the point? Yeah, yeah. Every time I answer at like eight o'clock, Ellie's like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I nice. don't do it because I'm like, she won't answer. I'll just try. <laughs> oh well, Ellie, give us a bit of a rundown of who you are. Um, a little bit of your backstory. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I guess I am a Tassie girl at heart. So mm-hmm. I grew up in Hobart. Um, and I was surrounded by, yeah, a big Greek family. Um, yeah, really blessed for that. And then obviously had a lot of friends growing up as we've talked about Alice being one of them. (laughs) Um, so yeah, yeah. Grew up in Tassie. I'm in Melbourne now. Um, but I guess growing up, I was always a bit of a sporty kid. Um, people would have called me a bit of a tomboy. Um, and Alice would agree. I was a bit of a rascal at school. Um, (laughs) You were the instigator of everything. (laughs) <laughs> Alice, Alice was that. like a bit of a goody two shoes at heart, but I think yeah. you know, friends with me and a few other girls, she transformed into a rascal as well. Oh my yeah, god! We all went but I, no, love that. I think, yeah, like I think growing up, we always we always had good hearts. Like we were never bad kids, naughty kids, um, yeah. but we just had too much fun. We were all fun seekers. Um, yeah, and yeah, probably didn't take anything too seriously, especially through primary school. Um, good. Yeah, which was good. It was good. Like mm. I definitely think I had a good childhood. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, as I said, really lucky to grow up with a, a good family um, 
who supported me through yeah a lot of things mm. um and yeah I was as I said I was pretty sporty so I played soccer growing up so through primary school um and then fast forward to now I'm in Melbourne playing footy yeah as Alice said as you guys said in um, the AFLW for North Melbourne and yeah also working as a physio oh so you work as a physio as well yes Ah, okay, cool, cool. And how did you get into AFLW? What, when did you start playing AFL? Like, what's that journey been like? Yeah, yeah. So, well, as I said, I grew up playing soccer. So, at, when I was a kid, there was you couldn't really a, a, a girl couldn't play footy. So, yeah, I don't think it was even it wasn't even a thing, especially in Tassie. Mm. Um, and it wasn't really on my radar. Like, I was enjoying soccer. I loved soccer. Um, we had a yeah great primary school team. We had so much fun. Um, yeah. And then I guess probably at the end of primary school, I realized I wasn't too bad at soccer. So took it pretty seriously through high school playing, um, like for the Tasmanian team. Um, and wow. then, yeah, as I said, moved over to Melbourne to study physio and then mm-hmm. kept playing soccer. But then, yeah, I just fell out of love with it. I just wasn't enjoying it anymore. Um, yeah, the passion was totally gone so and I think if you're not enjoying it what's the point when you're playing sport yep. you should if you're doing it for enjoyment um mm. and then and then the AFLW started so it came out and Alice do you remember we went to the first game yeah you me and my other our other mate Gabby went to the first yeah. Collingwood Colton yeah. I think it was yep wow. yep yeah so we sat there and like Alice you probably didn't have the same thing but I was just like watching those girls being like wow, like they're so cool. I'd love to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you have the same thing? No, I was like, where's the food? I want chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ate sushi in the stand. Oh, anyway. gosh. Criminal. Yeah. <laughs> should have had a pie. Yeah, should have had that's a pie. That's like anyway. history. Like you were at the first yeah. AFLW yeah. game. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. And um, to be honest, like as I said, I, I thought it would be cool to do that, but it was it wasn't like, oh, I want to get drafted or anything. It was just like, mm. wow, that's so cool. And it's actually yeah. cool to think now um, some of those girls that run out, they're in my team now and some of them are my best mates. So, um, wow. yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. Um, oh, so then, yeah, my friend, I think after that, that first game and after the AFLW started sort of community level um, women's team started coming out. Mm. So a lot of girls were just deciding to play footy for fun. So I had a friend that um, told me to come down to a training and yeah, I just fell in love with it. I loved mm. it. Um, and honestly, it was for fun. Like I had so much fun. It was all, um, I wasn't trying to yeah get really good at it or get drafted. I was honestly, it was just like the funnest thing ever. I've made really great friends who I'm still friends with today um, at that club. And then probably realized, okay, the skills actually transition pretty well from soccer. Yeah. I'm not, not too bad at it. So then I ended up after that year going to the VFL, which is basically the league, league just below the AFLW. So okay. um, it's not professional or anything, like you're not being paid for it. It's just a higher level, I guess. Um, yeah. Went to the Bulldogs there, to the Western Bulldogs. And then, cool. yeah, after that year, I was lucky enough to get drafted to the Kangaroos. And then, yeah, coming to my fifth season now. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Fifth season? That's gone so quickly. Yeah. I know. Isn't it weird? It's not... It's not five years because we just did two seasons yeah, in a year. Yeah, true. Oh, right. so I guess it's like four years. Yeah. But still, that's yeah. still gone quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. insane. Well done. It's so crazy, hey, that like you hadn't even played football until like a few years ago basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I started when I was like 22. Um, that's 21, 22. Yeah. But it's not, it's not abnormal. Like that's basically the AFW most girls – you know, mm. we weren't able to play growing up. So at for this generation that's playing at the moment, it's most people have, yeah, probably started. Some of them probably started as kids, but then a lot of them actually got to a, about 10 years old where they um, weren't allowed to play anymore because it was unsafe, which is silly. But um, Really? Yeah, there was, and there was no pathway. So then they went off and played other sports like maybe soccer, netball, yeah. um, basketball, and then they've all sort of, yeah, got back into it when the AFLW started or probably a few years before that for some. And then, Mm. yeah, so I guess, as I said, it's not abnormal that, yeah, Mm. we haven't been playing for that long. Do you think that really determines, as a kid playing sport, 
you know, particularly as a girl playing sport, do you think that really determines whether or not you stick with it, whether there's a pathway for you as an adult? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So like, I love the fact now that little girls can look up and be like, oh, I can do that. I can play like AFL level mm-hmm. and there's a pathway towards that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it absolutely changes it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny that that starts even so young, um, whether or not there's, yeah, like a, a future for you in that, in that sport. And that's so incredible that young girls can now look at you and be like, I want to be that someday and that they can be that someday. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. just so phenomenal and is why I'm just so excited to have you on here and chat today because I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 so interesting, hey, that like, I mean, do you think that AFLW's, the start of AFLW's really changed the whole like narrative behind women in sport, in particular contact sports? Yeah, I do. I think AFLW, um, probably because I guess AFL as a whole is quite a um, big thing in Australia. Mm. I think it has sort of set, it's been a bit of a trailblazer for other mm. women's sports. Like ever since the AFLW came out, um, other sports really um, raised their game as well because in terms of like pay and whatnot for their professional athletes because AFL mm. did pretty well in terms of um, developing it straight away. So I think I think it's definitely been good for, yeah, just women in sport in general. Mm. Um, and yet, as I said, seeing seeing girls on the TV playing um, is so powerful for, for little girls and little boys. Like it's great even seeing like little kids. I see them at work sometimes and they just think it's completely normal that, that girls play. And oh, I can remember I can remember at school, like at lunchtime, I used to play with the boys pretty much. And I, I can remember times they would be like, they would tease me and be like, what are you doing here? Like you're a girl, you shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Um, they just make fun of you over things, and it's like that. Hopefully, is beginning to not happen anymore. So, wow, yeah, it's yeah. exciting in terms of that. Yeah, that's incredible. I wonder, like, how is it now? Like, I mean, naturally, the sort of expectations and and um, I guess stereotypes behind who plays these contact mm-hmm. sports versus who doesn't. Like, is it? Like, is there still a little bit of stigma? Is there still a little bit of um, few barriers in place when it comes to women in sport, in particular with AFL? Yeah, definitely, especially um, like the older generation. So, mm. a, a good story is sort of like this guy at work. I so as I said, I'm a physio and I have clients. Obviously, I see and there's this older guy, Bruce. He's like seventy <laughs> or eighty. Oh, I don't even know. Bruce. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> the best bits. Sorry, Bruce. Um, yeah, and I was telling him about footy, and he literally looked at me. He's like, "Sheilas don't play footy," and I was like, what? "Yeah, literally." And I was like, "Oh, you're such an idiot." But yeah. he, like, it's just the generation he grew up with. Yeah, know. it was funny. He had this bag over his shoulder, and I was like, "All right, Bruce, get your man bag. Come on." And he like, looked at me. And he was so just like, "I don't even care." That's actually um, funny. What a dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, such yeah, a. Yeah, such a depiction of what that older generation probably mm. do think mm. about yeah. women in AF, women in yeah, AFL, and, which is such a bummer. Yeah, and like even if you, like I try not to, but you read the comments on Facebook or Instagram, mm. they're so bad. They're actually shocking. Like, what do they look um, like? Oh, they're just like I'm not even. I'm actually not exaggerating, but they'll literally say stuff like, "Oh, get back in the kitchen." Um, oh. Or, or, you know, she's looking like she's put on a bit of weight, like to what whoever. They just comment on things. It's I feel sorry for the women in their lives, like these men that yeah. post. It's like you would think that people don't actually post that, but they mm. actually do. Yeah. Mm. But look, I don't let it get to me. It's um, yeah. I just think it, I feel sorry for, as I said, the people in their lives because, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Wow. How do you, mm. I mean, you know, not let that phase you because. I think sometimes, you know, as much as we think we're like so strong and everything, like, I don't know, words really hurt. And do you think, mm. yeah, what do you do to get through that? Yeah. Look, as I said, I, I don't really let it get to me, to be honest. Mm. And, and as you said, it's easy to say that. Um, mm. But I guess just coming back to um, like why I'm doing it is really mm. important. And um, 
like I'm not doing it because I care about what they think I'm doing it because I love it for one and two because as I said I get to be a be a role model to young Mm. girls and um and and as I said also let young boys see that girls do it too so um yeah I think just continuing to focus on myself and what I'm doing rather than thinking about what these trolls I guess are doing and saying and we've spoken about this a couple times on on the podcast like knowing your why and why Mm. that is so important and your why for you know why you're playing is um yeah it's got to be yeah such a huge motivator for you yeah like we talk about that a lot at footy actually like our why and our purpose and um because because it can be hard like not not even just with the comments and stuff but you know it's hard being um I guess a part-time athlete focusing on footy and then balancing Mm. work like it does get challenging so um, I think if you if you don't have a why, it can be really easy to just, um, yeah, not enjoy yourself, I guess, or um, lose your lose your focus or lose your passion a little bit. But I guess when times get tough, if you just remember your why and try and go back to that as much as possible, it, I think it definitely makes it a lot easier. Mm. I'm interested. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much. Like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Did Ellie, like you mentioned that you're a, well, part time physio, part time athlete, basically. Like, I know that in men in the AFL, like they don't really have another job. Like their job is being an athlete, right? Like how how do you navigate those two basically different identities? Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it, like in, in terms of the hardest parts of, yeah, being, being an AFLW player, I definitely think that's pretty high on the list is just that balance between, yeah, working and playing. Um, I'm really lucky. Like I've got heaps of flexibility at work. My um, my workplace is amazing. So obviously being a physio, I'm, it's pretty easy for me to just, you know, finish early because I just don't take appointments in the afternoon um, and get to training. But it's hard and, and people, people don't remember that we're part-time and that's what probably really annoys me is, um, yeah, we get compared to the men a lot. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we're part-time. Like we – We'll have jobs. We, we I get to training at five o'clock after being at work since eight o'clock in the morning. Um, mm. Then we're training from yeah eight till I'm sorry five till nine thirty at night, and it's exhausting. And yeah, as I said, we've got we've got this other life and job that we're that we're doing as well. So, um, and the men they're full time. They literally spend all week at the footy club working on their kicking, working on their skills, mm. um, getting better and. And the other thing is, I think, as we've touched on, you know, I played footy since I was 21, whereas most men have played footy since they could walk. So, um, yeah, like the comparison is probably what bothers me the most is just like clearly we're not going to be as good as the men at the moment. Um, yeah. It's just two completely different sports, I guess, at the moment. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think people forget that. Is that a barrier for some uh, women or, or teammates or people that you know of uh, in the AFLW, like, have any of them had to quit because it's just like the money's just not enough? Yeah, I think probably what the we're at a challenging time with AFLW that it's sort of transitioning to becoming full time, like, probably in the mm. next four or five years, maybe. Yeah. So, I guess you can't really go from like um, full time work to then full time footy. So, we're kind of in this in between. Mm period where we're um so basically we're contracted 20 hours a week so yeah um 
you know, personally, I don't want to work full time with that when we're training. I just yep. find it too much. So, but as I said, I'm really lucky that I have been able to put my hours down and, um, yeah, I guess sort of I work about yeah 30 or 25 to 30 hours a week. Yeah. Um, so I said, and, and as we transition, it's going to then become footy might become 25 hours a week and then mm. work needs to come down a little bit. So it's just in this really funny period. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's definitely girls that have had to make that decision, like um, do they want to continue with footy and, you know, financially take mm. a bit of a pay cut, I guess, if you're not um, working as much yeah. or, you know, we're happy to try and, yeah, keep developing our footy. And, yeah. and in saying all this, like the AFL has been – Definitely in the last year, we, we, we got definitely a pretty good um, pay rise. So we yeah. got like a 98% pay rise. So that's definitely nice. helped. So yeah. in terms of um, in terms of the investment from the AFL, it's definitely improved, which is really good. Yeah, that's awesome. That's And just to feel like they're backing you as well. I yeah. Think. Yeah, and there's definitely a long way to go. Like um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but we play 10 games a year, uh, which is pretty low. Like the men yeah. play 22. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is quite yeah. low, isn't it? Exactly. So I think that's mm. definitely a place that we want to see AFLW go is that we can see um mm. we can play a full season. Yeah, yeah an actual season, not like yeah. two months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what would a typical training week look like look like for you then? So you've got the twenty hours. What is what does that look like? Yeah, so I guess for people that don't know, so we play um we play 10 games a year, as we've just said, um, mm. and so that's basically about two, three months. Um, yeah. That's called the in-season, I guess, or the season. Yeah. And before that, we have a pre-season, which goes for about four months of uh, really intense training yeah. where we're not, we're not actually playing. It's just being at the club. And then there's the other, I guess, five, six months that we're in an off-season, so, uh, which we're in at the moment. Um, yeah. In terms of a training week, Basically, we're at the club three nights a week and then we'll train on the weekend in pre-season or we'll be playing on the weekends. It might be travelling around or, yeah, playing in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, for us, we train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday um, and they they usually we have to be at the club about 5 o'clock, 4.35, and then we're pretty much getting out of the club about 9.30 most nights. Yeah, yeah. So, wow pretty pretty long it's not all training we're not just yeah. training that whole time like we'll be having meetings we'll be catching up with the physio or the dietitian or whoever yeah. in that period we'll be doing some skills that's not actually intense training we're doing yeah. gym in that time as well and then yeah we'll be out on the track training as well yeah yeah wow <laughs> that's that's yeah. yeah and I guess that's just footy so then you know as I said I'm also working so there's some days yeah. where I'll be, yeah, at work from 8 o'clock and rush across Melbourne, drive from, yeah, because I work in the east, so drive then to north Melbourne and then get there at 5 and then, yeah, as I say, get home at 10 o'clock some night. So they can be big days. Yeah, wow. that's huge. That's Ellie, I want to know, um, several months ago you injured your hamstring. Yes. And I remember you telling me this. Um and I just am in awe of you um, because your mindset is like nothing else. And I'm, I'm like, you know, you know how much I love you. So like, whatever, but yeah, like, <laughs> stop it. Um, but like, I've always said to this, like every time I, I explain it or like describe you, I'm just like, she's just like nothing else. She has like, she's the strongest person and she's always looking on the bright side. And I think that this injury kind of cemented that idea for me and I want you to explain what happened and I guess how you approached that and how you were able to get through an injury miss most of the season last season but still kind of come on top and and be okay you might not be able to answer this but I'm just interested oh thanks Al for the kind words um (laughs) yeah so I injured my hamstring last year um and it was a seven-week injury. So the, with the season being 10, 10 weeks, it was a pretty fair chunk. Um, How did you injure it? I was at training. So it was it was, it was was in between, I think, round two and three. So I played the first mm-hmm. two games and then at training, it was really silly. I had a tight hamstring and I, as a physio, I should know to 
not keep training. Mm. But, yeah, that's all right. I did, and then I yeah basically tore it, um, yeah. which wasn't ideal. And then yeah, obviously had an MRI and showed um, it was a pretty significant injury. So mm. yeah, look, it was hard. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I won't lie and say oh you know I was totally fine the whole time. Um, it yeah it was definitely a challenging time and I think especially when I found out it was a seven week injury like I was yeah pretty upset um yeah for a bit but I think something that really helps me with this is you know I and it's important to validate your feelings I think and um be okay with being upset but you know it's not the end of the world I think and Mm -hmm. and we it's almost a bit taboo to say that I reckon these mm, days, like yeah. you, know, you don't want to say, oh, you know, things could be worse, but like literally things could be worse. Like yeah. actually, like if you yeah. actually think about it, um, yeah, like there's genuinely so many worse things than doing a hamstring. And, um, yeah. you know, I had other players around me that one of my mates had just done an ACL. She's out for the 12 months. So, you oh. know, I'm fine. Like I've got a seven week injury. Um, so I think, I think keeping perspective is really important and I think mm. I've probably always had perspective. I don't really know why. Yeah. I think I've just always maintained that, yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, as I said, I'm not saying it wasn't hard because it was and I definitely had days where, I, yeah, was just flat about it and yeah. didn't feel good about it. But I think probably in the background I still had that uh, mentality of it, yeah, you know, having perspective and it not being the end of the world. And I've heard you girls talk about it, this too shall pass. <laughs> um, and it did it did and I came back it's and nice. I played for the finals that we um you know after the seven games I came back for the last round and then played finals so and then yeah. I pretty much forgot that I had a hamstring injury after that so yeah um yeah it was it was definitely hard and I think it was almost a bit of a redirection like I think sometimes these hurdles mm. that we face can be just an opportunity to redirect a little bit mm. um and you know I was part of the leadership group last year um, so I just focused on my off sh- off field leadership um, a bit more, and yeah, I connected more with the girls in rehab that I wouldn't have done if I if I was mm. playing. I got I got to see what it's like to be on the sidelines, which I'd never experienced, and um, I guess it gives me a bit more yeah empathy towards the girls that aren't playing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it was it was crap. I don't want to be injured anymore. Like it's not <laughs> yeah. something I want to go through again. Um, yeah. But. I wasn't the first person to be injured. I'm not going to be the last and, you know, I'll probably face it again being an athlete. It's just part of it. So, yeah, yeah, I think probably all in all perspective has definitely helped me. Mm. That's incredible. And what is the fear there when you do an injury and you're out for seven weeks? What is the fear there Mm. that, um, you know, you won't be able to play again or or what is in the back of your head there? Is there pressure from anything or, yeah? Yeah, there's a few fears. Like, I guess, um, you know, is it going to get better? That's yeah. probably one. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, we obviously we're there to, we're there because we want to play. Um, yeah. Is it going to get better? Am I going to re-injure it in the first game? That was really mm. something I was thinking about a lot. Yeah. The basically the stats say the the more you do your hammy, the more likely you you are to redo it, even if you yeah. rehab it perfectly. Mm. And even now, now that I've had a hamstring injury, I'm really I'm quite high, um, high risk for another injury. Yeah. So, you know, right. that's a little bit um, scary, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, probably, you know, being in, in that environment where we're, you know, the reality is like we're obviously in a team and we love each other, but there are only so many spots in a team. So, you know, young girls were playing in my spot, which is great. I was, you know, I was actually really happy for them. But, you yeah. know, also think, you know, it's, it's impossible not to think about the fact that, Oh, when I am actually fit to play, is the coach going to pick me again? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's probably another little fear. Yeah. Um, so there's a multitude yeah. of, of things in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, come, it's so funny that um, the mindset of, of an athlete as opposed to someone like me, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, you got seven weeks off playing AFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got seven weeks off. And yeah, you got seven weeks off. You didn't have to play. But then, <laughs> that's so good. How is that? Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> to give you a bit more of an idea, it's like seven weeks off the game, but yeah. we're still at training the, the three nights. And, and actually, I found the yeah. training harder yeah. in, in injury because they don't want you to lose fitness. So I'm like smashing all these 
um, mm. like, you know, conditioning things and yeah. yeah so it's I reckon it was definitely hard. The the injury training was harder than I expected. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Do you know what I want to ask? I want to ask, what does the AFLWs do <clears throat> to teach people resilience? And what I mean by that is, like, do you guys do meditations? Do you do, like, I don't know, like, mindset work? Do you have a psychologist? Like, is there any of that involved? Because there must be people yeah. who are struggling sometimes. Definitely. So we have a, yeah, every team has a sports psychologist. Yeah, um, that we do group sessions with, and then, yeah. and yeah, that'll involve. Um, I think we did like a bit of breathing work last year. We did mm. some, um, nice. yeah, like mindfulness. Um, what else did we do? Oh, a lot of um, like just refocusing because mm. it's really hard to in in a game. Like, say, if you do a really bad kick, you might then um, get in your head about it. So then it's just about being able to. I guess that really is resilience, being able to, you know, mm. put that aside and then just focus on what you have to do. So, yeah, we do a lot of work mm. with that. Every club also has what we call a, a PDM, so a player develop, development manager, which it's not really about – they're not really a manager, I guess, but, like, they pretty much just help you in your life. So they'll, you know, just be all over the whoever's struggling and really focus them and, um, re, I guess, redirect them into – you know, if they need to see a psychologist or if they need this or this support, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, I guess we are really well supported and there's also a players association. Um, so we're really lucky to have that. Like we can pretty much access um, psychologists outside of the club as well that um, the AFL pays for as well. So, yeah, we're very lucky. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That Yeah, they're taking care of your mental well-being as well as obviously your physical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you find that it is, you know, a big in terms of, you know, you've got obviously your talents, your physical talents, but if your mindset's off for a game or for, you know, training or whatever, do you find that that plays a big part? 100%. It's like it's so important and I'm yeah. definitely still working on it. Like I I definitely have times in games where I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't had a touch or something. and Yeah. Um, trying yeah trying not to think about that but I I definitely think the best athletes are the ones that don't drop their heads like I'm, mm. you know I've just been watching the tennis the Australian Open and like they are just so resilient mm. um you know they will like drop a first set but I just think it's the ones that yeah come back from that and don't let it get to them and believe in what they're doing so I think it's huge mm. a huge mm. part of it and um I think that's something a lot of the young girls yeah just they struggle with a little bit as well is that Mm. um toughness through the mind I guess and just yeah I think it just comes back to like believing in yourself and you know not letting a little mistake um stop you from continuing to play well I guess yeah 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 absolutely do you think that um do you think that helps with your like personal life and like other elements of your life as well like learning that skill yeah definitely I think I think sport for me has been huge, like in terms of transferring into my personal life. I think mm. literally since I was six, I've played in a team sport, um, yeah. and I've had that outlet and and that's that community around me literally my whole life. And I think it's yeah, it's been massive for me in that sense. But then also in terms of just yeah, having uh, resilience and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, as I said, not saying I'm perfect either. Though there's definitely times that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't um, have those qualities, I guess. But yeah, I think it, it definitely it's it, it definitely helps playing sport. I think in terms of my um, yeah my personal life. Mm. I want to so, know, you know, girls will look up to you, and they will think, "Oh my goodness, I can be that." Who do you look up to? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, well, for me, growing up, like definitely, I looked up to. Um, you know, probably the Matildas, like the soccer Australian mm. soccer team. Um, oh, yeah. Had them on my wall, like a poster on my wall. <laughs> you had um, them all over your wall. I know. <laughs> You'd be like, I, I, had, I know every single name. <laughs> yeah, I would have the Matildas up. I would also have Justin Bieber up on the yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah nice. Love, That's a good balance. I love him. <laughs> love him. Oh, crazy um, kid. 
Yeah, I think I think for me, like probably my parents is is huge who I look mm. up to. I've been, mm. as I said, really lucky. Uh, even my brother, yeah, really lucky to um, just have such a great family support. And yeah. um, my mum has always been really big on resilience. Um, and I remember her talking about that. I could seriously remember that her talking about resilience when I was like eight years old. So mm. um, I think. Yeah, definitely my family is probably who I look up to the most. Mm. Um, and, you know, I still look up to them and still turn to them for advice a lot. Um, so, yeah, really, really blessed to have their support. Mm. That's awesome. That's so amazing. What do you see for the future of AFLW? What is, like, the dream there? The dream. The dream yeah. is that it becomes a full-time yeah. um a full-time thing like the men's and that we're playing in stadiums and that young girls can continue to play from a young age and just, yeah, develop up if they want to, yeah, um, just have the choice that they can yeah. keep developing and that it can become a career, I guess, yeah. yeah. And in saying that, I think, you know, it has also been good that we do have a bit of an outlet with work as well. So yeah. probably, you know, I I would love to get to a point where I could work like two days a week and then play play footy the rest of that. I think that for me that would be perfect. But I am excited for the young girls coming through that they're probably going to yeah get to have the chance to yeah to play full time and um, really work on their skills and their um, craft, I guess, yeah, and themselves. So yeah, that's where I see it going. Definitely becoming a full time full-time thing you know as I said just seeing young boys I think yeah, I, yeah really big on sort of the mindset of young boys as well mm. and um how they're developing into um yeah, yeah better men I guess and more um more aware of yeah what women want to do as well so yeah and it's so true about the young boys as well you know like it's it's so it's it's incredibly important for young girls, but for young boys, it's also mm-hmm. to be, you know, championing, championing, yeah. you know, us as well. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I guess, um, what would you say to young girls that are looking, you know, to mm. maybe have a future in AFL? What would you say? I would say, do it, do it, um, <laughs> just, just do it. Yeah, do it. Now, yeah, give it a go if yeah. you like it keep playing yeah if you don't find something that you do like so yeah um and yeah just keep believing in yourself if you mm. if you have belief in yourself um I think you can go a long way and um as I said I think the best best athletes are just the ones that yeah just know their self-worth in it I guess and yeah. and keep persevering yep mm. and have fun and have, have fun. fun. That's definitely, definitely one of my most important values mm. is having a bit of fun. It is. Mm. Work hard, play hard. <laughs> <laughs> Us non-athletes, how can we support the AFLW? Just buy yeah. it, right? Like, is that? Yeah, yeah? come along, come yep. watch. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, just, just um, yeah, buy a ticket, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just talk about it as well. Like, yeah, yeah just starting the conversations around it. Um, but you know, if you don't, if you don't really enjoy footy, that's okay as well. <laughs> you don't, don't have to force yourself to watch it, but maybe just pop, pop it on the TV and then just walk out. Yeah. Like, you can get those it, ratings. Um, just to get the ratings up. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. This, I think, has just been such a nice chat. I, it is so insightful, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I love it. I love hearing about this and I think it's so inspiring, you know to someone that is completely non-athletic and very inspired. So imagine people that are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ellie, where can people find you? Do you have like um, like do you like have an Instagram or do you have like are you on like, I don't know, can people buy merchandise of you? (laughs) Do you have badges? Yeah, I've got a badge. I've got a badge in the magnet. (laughs) I haven't got a um, footy card though. Oh, we'll get um, that. Yeah, I need the good ones. Have that. Oh, yeah. whatever. Um, everyone, everyone gets a magnet and a badge. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, everyone. Um, oh. That's all right. I want one. I think I actually had a game once where yeah. like heaps of my cousins and stuff came to it and they sold out of the badges oh my gosh oh. <laughs> I felt so cool but it was literally just my family that 
and bought them all. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> yeah, but no, you can, I guess you can find me on Instagram. So um, Ellie Gavalis or at Ellie Gavalis. Is that how you say that properly? Like I've never really. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just my name, Ellie Wells. Yeah. Just um, put it in your store, and you can you can tag me. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. We'll do that. Um, yeah, but no, I absolutely love being on here. Oh, yeah, you. I you guys are doing such a good job, such a great job with your podcast, and you. I've loved listening to it. Alice has like been force feeding me a lot <laughs> of fun. <Whatever>. But- <laughs> Good. Sending me a which is great. Podcast I love his life today. <laughs> yeah. Um, haven't you heard it? Like it came out two hours ago. <laughs> what was your favorite bit about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the last podcast? Like two hours after it launched. <laughs> it literally came out ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. Good. It's great. I, I actually have really enjoyed it. So oh, thank, thank you. you very Keep much. up the good work, girls. Thank you. Thanks, you darling. too. And yeah, we've absolutely loved chatting Thanks. to you. We can't wait to watch the season. When does it start? So we, yeah, we start in um, August. So we've okay. actually got a huge off season at the moment. Yeah. 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 Pretty much just like training on our own at the gym mm. or running as well, but yeah, yeah, not with any any real structure to it, I guess, which is yeah. nice because I forget to get to do it when I like it. Mm, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, preseason will start in May. So beautiful. A few more months till we're right into the thick of it, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Thanks. You're the best you. in the world. Um, Thank you for having me. Yes. Pleasure. Pleasure. And and you very soon. Yes. Bye. Cool. All right. See bye. you guys. Bye. 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 Thank you all so much for joining us on our episode today. As always, we would love if you would review and subscribe to our podcast and we will see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.